You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So I'm here now with filmmaker, um, actress, uh, producer Genevieve Adams, whose film Simkas and Sorrows is playing at the Bentonville Bentonville Film Festival this Wednesday, June 22nd at 1 p.m. Thank you so much for being on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast this morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, I got the chance to watch the film last night and I loved it. It was, um, yeah, excellent. So um, thank you for for making it. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So when I saw the, um, the, the media release for it, I knew it immediately. It was like right up my alley. So I was excited to watch it and yeah, it didn't disappoint. So, um, definitely a fan now, maybe you could just tell us about, uh, about the film and kind of the genesis for, for how it came to be. Sure. Um, well, I usually write from my real life experience. So this, this script too, I was generated from that. I uh, took a class with my now husband um, before we got married about kind of exploring Judaism because um, it hadn't really been something we discussed. And then when we got engaged, it became sort of like this elephant in the room. Like he's, my husband's Jewish and I was really committed to my atheism. And so it started to raise a lot of um, conversations. And uh, this class that we took at Central Synagogue was really fascinating and opened my eyes. And um, I started reconnecting to parts of myself that I hadn't really thought about since Catholic school and um, the more spiritual side of of life. And uh, I realized that there were a lot of both funny and profound uh, moments um, that would make for an entertaining film that a lot of people could potentially relate to. So that's sort of how it started. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think it made me think I did a, um, a religious seminar in Los Angeles at three UCLA a few years ago. And we, we did a different faith tradition every, every day. And so the, the day we did Judaism, we had several different rabbis come speak to us. And, um, it made me think of this one rabbi who said, he talked specifically about these kinds of classes that he that he teaches with people who are who are engaged to be married and um, one one spouse is going to convert and he he says before anything he tells them like he kind of recommends don't <laughs> convert because once you convert then you have all the laws that you are accountable to you know from his perspective so I kind of love that he was right right out of the bag he's like this is this is a lot of work and this is a lot to, to kind of take in and follow. So make sure, you know, um, here's your out if you want it, you know, you don't have to do this, but um, the film, I think what it just, like, like you said, it really, it, it did feel very true to life and just kind of the, the conversations that, that maybe don't, you know, come up when you're when you're when you're even seriously dating or living together uh but when other families are becoming involved then it becomes like well my parents are you know this would mean so much to them and um you know such a beautiful thing but it is also i think beautiful in the sense that it shows how much you have to love the other person to (laughs) 
kind of I don't want to say put up with, but like, you know, kind of put up with with all this extra stuff that can seem, you know, you don't want to be harsh, but nonsensical to uh, to a non-believer. Uh, so I think it, it was just, you know, it, it showed I learned a lot, you know, about Judaism, just just watching it. And I think um, I just felt for the characters frustration you know, it just things like with the Christmas tree um, and like, what's the big deal? And, and it just became, you know, became a point where it was just so like, how are we going to even live together? And um, and then you have the extra card of, you know, the, the character is pregnant in, in this. So there's like that extra level of stress, like what, you know, how are we going to do this? But um, I think I think some of the the, the characters, I mean, it, you don't if if you want to speak to it great but just some of the characters um were just so incredible like the you know the the fiance's father and then your character's uh grandfather it just felt like such a real life uh scenario so uh i i i guess i'm curious like putting yourself that much on the page and then playing the role itself uh what were some of the challenges that you that you felt you you went through during the process of writing and then maybe sharing it with, you know, family and then ultimately making the film? That's a good question. Um, I'm still sort of <laughs> grappling with that. Uh, yeah, it's really tough when you write what's close to you. Um, but I do think, you know, it sort of starts, like I said, it started with this idea of the class and a lot of the characters that I write are combinations of people or, um, a lot of the scenarios, you know, are invented. So you you get a lot of creative license once you start trying to dramatize real life events or I give myself that room. Um, so it sort of becomes something else. And then you hire wonderful actors like Chip Zine to play Mortimer and like John Cullum, who's a legend to play Nate. Um, and they, it becomes theirs, you know, and it sort of doesn't really matter to me where it started. It, it takes on a life of its own because you have these incredible people um, imbuing these characters with their own life experience and their own um, intelligence and emotion. And so that's, to me, the really exciting part. So I try to not uh, get bogged down in the like, what will people think or what right. do people think is true and what's not true. And because ultimately I can just sit back and say it's art and you can sure. decide. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's great. Um, I think like, you know, and I don't want to give any spoilers for the film, but I, I think what I, I liked is just like, it really does show, you know, in relationships, the the level of, you know, kind of navigating that compromise of how, like, we want, we want to have this relationship, we want to have this family, but then when does it start slipping into losing your own identity? I think um, it, it really showed that well. And, you know, people have all kinds of different, um, experiences and relationships that I think this film, you know, you know, even if they don't go any through anything quite like this, they can relate to the tone of it. Um, and, and just that, that compromise without losing the self. I think that that was like such a, a beautiful thing that was so well done in the film. Um, I guess let's talk about the film festival though. So Bentonville, I, this is one um, kind of new to me and I'm just going through uh some of the films on there and i'm like this is like this seems like a really cool film festival i've never had the chance to go down there um, but now i'm interested so 
um, maybe you could talk, you know, as far as the, the strings just in two days now. So um, maybe your your experience with um, and it's it's in person this time, right? Um, yeah. Are you able to go down to the festival? Yes, I'm going tomorrow. I leave uh, in the morning. I'm really excited. Annalise Sipero, who plays Bausi Eduarda, is going to meet me. Or actually, we're on the same flight, I think. Um, I'm really excited. I, Drea Clark there asked us to submit the film. I guess she read about it or heard about it. And um, I was really excited. I, I think it's, you know, it's tough to be a, a woman in this business. And I think Gina Davis has done, you know, incredible work um, to attempt to level the playing field and to understand how this imbalance exists. And I think the festival is a great start um, to you know, amplify the voices of female filmmakers and um, those in the LGBTQIA community. Um, so I'm very excited to be part of it. It was really an honor and I think it'll be a lot of fun. No, that's, that's exciting. I think um, I just went to uh, my first in-person festival since COVID hit last week in um, Los Angeles. And it was, um, yeah, I've done a lot of online film festivals and I think there's been some definite, some benefits to that. I think like uh, like short films, for example, I think have gotten more, uh, much more attention and, and more of an audience, which has been really cool. Um, but actually being back in person, you, you, you see like how much um, we, we kind of need that and how how amazing it is to just be in a group of people who are all coming together for um, something, you know, you, you have a common base of filmmaking and, and art. And I think, it, you know, it's especially when it's outside of like, I think um, as amazing as the film festivals are that are in L.A. and New York. But when you get to go to some of the ones that are like not in um, those areas, there's some pretty cool experiences to be had unique, you know, that that are that are outstanding so i'm excited for you i wish i could be down there um it sounds like a good one yeah i'm really excited and i've never been to arkansas so yeah arkansas is beautiful i'll say uh, you know i'll say that my grandmother's from there so it's a oh wow it's a beautiful so, you, you have know, to go you have your well, roots. She, she, yeah exactly exactly um but yeah so i'm yeah i'm excited for the you know for people to see the film um are i know it's maybe i'm jumping the gun a bit but are, are there um any plans in the near future that people you know on a more broad scale can see can see it um that's a good question i will keep you posted great. um <laughs> we're we're working on it so we've got some great festivals lined up um until the fall and then um yeah i'm really excited to be able to share the film with the with a broader group um stay tuned <laughs> that's great no like definitely I'll, I'll keep my eyes um open and i definitely want to share you know share any information that comes along because i think i think it's a film that people um you know it's fun it's funny too so it's like there's a there's a lot of like you know it's it's comedic but there's a lot of you know drama and you know real serious stuff there but there's some really funny as hell <laughs> parts in there that um you know i just I just want people to to check it out. So, yeah, Thank definitely you. definitely yeah. love the film. Um, well, maybe briefly as we as we kind of wrap up. I know it's it's kind of a short one today, but um, maybe just kind of your background, like where you know what brought you into um, acting, filmmaking. Um, where are you from originally? You know what brought you to this point? 
Oh, wow, that's a big question. Um, but I'll I'll make it brief. Um, I'll give you the short version of my life story. Uh, <laughs> I'm from New York City, so I'm a New York native, and um, my grandparents were actually in the theater, and they were a huge influence on me growing up. And they were very colorful people with uh, larger than life personalities, and I I uh, soaked up a lot of my actually the character. Um, Nate is based on my actual grandfather. So that came from um, from life. And uh, yeah, I think it's sort of it's in my in DNA, I guess, to, to do this crazy stuff and to create. Um, I've always sort of done it. I've always found myself writing things. And um, I was an English major at college, but I ended up writing a play for my senior thesis. And that became the film, I'm Obsessed With You, But You've Gotta Leave Me Alone. Um, which we made in 2013. Um, so I sort of, I, I sort of thought I would go into the theater, and then the filmmaking thing. I've always loved films, and you know, memorized lines of dialogue, and been sort of a, a film buff. But I, um, I didn't go to film school, so it definitely wasn't the conventional path. Um, but I never really tend to do things the <laughs> the normal easy way, or not that there's an easy way, but the uh, conventional path. So. Yeah, and I just I love I love making films. I love you meet such interesting people and you get really close to people really quickly. And it's really it's addicting. You, you're working on a, you know, um, often a shoestring budget and you have to work together to to make it happen. And it's exciting. It's it's thrilling and it's hard work. And uh, I think, you know, if you if you're cut out for it, it's something that you really just can't, you can't get enough of. So mm -hmm. oh, that's great. Um, oh, one thing I did want to ask, I think like the, um, the film itself, I mean, you were involved, like, this is like your, this is your project. I know, I know film's a collaborative um, beast, but like, ultimately, like th this is, this is coming from you, you're, you're in it. Um, you're on all aspects of the, you know, the filmmaking process. And to, to me, it didn't have, and this is a compliment. It didn't have like the feel of an of an indie film in the sense that it felt much more like it, it felt bigger budget to me. It just felt like there was you know, you know, some of the areas where you shot. It just felt like it had, um, you know, to me it had like a theatrical feel to it, like a big like a studio film in in a you know a good studio film. Um, so I, I just was really intrigued on how like. You know, and this is maybe too big of a question too, but just um, the logistics of like, you know, starting a like creating a film and then like making it look at the level it did because you said it, it was a a micro budget film, um, like most like indie indie films, um, but it had to me like I said it had the film of like a like a good studio film, so I don't know if that's a more of a statement or of a question it just was like that really like kind of struck me as i was watching it last night um how do you even like go go about this like you you know you, you wrote it maybe for people who are who are um wanting to you know make a film specifically kind of maybe based about their uh their their life or or a, a component of their life and they and they they plan on you know directing it starring in it producing in it whatever um how, how did you even like, what are the first steps to even get there? And then not, not to mention a pandemic, because um, I noticed in the credits, you, it was filmed during COVID. You had the COVID um, co coordinators and stuff. So um, 
Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? What I'm asking? <laughs> yes. It's essentially close to impossible. What we did. <laughs> That's the answer. Um, somehow we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't really believe it. Um, all I can say is that I'm a very persistent person and I don't give up. And so that's a huge thing um, because it's really hard for years. You're kind of at it by yourself, um, trying to get other people excited. But I'm really lucky that I have such a great producing team who went above and beyond um, Matt Ott, who I've known since I made I'm Obsessed With You, But You've Got to Leave Me Alone. He was our UPM on that project. Um, he came on he came on really early to this. And, and you know, for years we were talking about this without having any idea of how we were going to make it. And then it got delayed because of COVID. And, um, you know, we had a small budget, but it, you know, I don't know if it qualifies as a micro budget, but we definitely, um, you know, it took time to to raise the money and to get everyone together. And um, ultimately, I, yeah, I, I beg people to film in their houses and um, I call in a lot of favors, uh, as I think you sort of have to do, um, even on a bigger shoot. Um, I think what I've learned working on other people's sets too is that you know it's always no matter what the budget is or the timeline you're always uh in a bit of a squeeze and it's it's like crisis management mm -hmm. <laughs> so um you have to sort of be okay with that and uh know that you're gonna have to compromise a lot and that also um if you get creative and uh, you know, call in a lot of favors, you can really accomplish a lot. And you, if you can get people excited about what you've written, then, you know, everyone has a stake in it. And, um, and that's sort of how it snowballs into a, a bigger thing. At least that's from my experience. Although I was still pinching myself being like, how do we do this? Um, and I think that's true of a lot of people that do this kind of work. It just sort of, um, if you keep at it and you keep adding people to your tribe and you, uh everyone brings so much to it and you're able to accomplish something that you could never do on your own yeah no it, i mean it, it it's incredible and i i think it'll the payoff will be when you know all the people involved in the film get to actually see the final if they haven't already see the final cut and um especially like you know in a theater it's going to be you know i think a lot of us are used to watching films on our our laptops or you know tvs or phones even and so i think like you know being able to see something in the theater i mean that that never gets old i mean that's a that's a that's a magical thing so i'm really excited for the festival like i said i wish i could be down there um i wish you the best and i'm, I'm really looking forward to uh a, a broad broader release of the film where i can i can share it with my my listeners but um, yeah, Genevieve, thank you so much for, for taking the time to speak with me today. The, the film Simcas and Sorrows plays at Bentonville uh, Film Festival Wednesday, June 22nd at 1 p.m. Um, so if you are in Arkansas, please, <laughs> please check it out. Um, and then there's also a virtual there's a virtual screening. Um, if you go to Bentonville uh, Film Festival's website, you can find more information out about how to uh, tune into the virtual screening. Perfect. So I'll post this tonight and I'll put links for all the virtual stuff and um, that way people have have some time to um, to check it out because I, I highly recommend it and um, I can't wait for more people to see it. So, yeah, it was so, so great meeting you and I look forward to seeing more of your work and kind of keeping up on this project because, um, yeah, I'm a fan now. So thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you, Kyler. It was so nice to speak with you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. Best of luck. Thank you.